people you get my episode 5 is day power paracast vb vonal vonal bennett you get me this is what i'm going to introduce to you on this episode you get me but first off thank you to everyone that's been sharing liking and like getting the word the word round about the paracast and then i appreciate it obviously yesterday i recorded an episode 40 minutes long and i didn't like it like i listened to it back and i just did not like it so here we go again for round two in it I'm gonna try and make it a lot less longer, a lot less long. But to be honest, I, I did go into detail quite a lot in that one. But I was kind of jumbling my words. This is more of a planned, like planned out one on this one. And it's just dog don't start fucking barking. I swear to God, I'm gonna drop kick it. But yeah, yeah. Start us off with like, who am I? Stay power of VB Vaughn or Bennett? Who am I? I'm a guy of a lot of insecurities. A thousand page book with loads of pages stuck together. And I say that because like I feel like I'm stuck. Like I, I don't know, like at this point in my life, I don't know where I'm going, when the next step, what the next step is, or what to pursue. I feel like everything's just moving weird. And obviously with the coronavirus and everything, this everything's just like spun me off this year and it's not been a good year like for everything like for losses it's everything it's been a mad year still like yeah man it's been a it's been a weird year still i don't rate it at all like a solid two out of ten probably even less if i think about it but this year i'm in a good still i'm a person that lets paranoia get to him but has been done dirty a lot of times so it gets like that after a while trust me like after a while it does actually get like that like you do start like start to like get you, you get a mad feeling sometimes and you just you can't get over it it's crazy like i don't know how to explain that one that much but it's that real story yeah it's that real still yeah this year has been it's been a crazy year still it's been a crazy year so much stuff going on around my life and just life in general for everyone around me and just like everything it's crazy still, like, obviously my dad lost, like, like I would say, like, I, I lost my godfather this year, I'd say, but it's like more my dad's best friend, isn't it? you know what I'm saying, like, and just like, just yesterday, like, I, I was I was having a bad day, and then, obviously, like, my great-grandma passed, and like, uh, obviously, I, I didn't, I didn't really know her, but it's like, that was my last great-grandparent, I've got no more left in it all gone now so it's like still kind of kind of weird to me like and I, I don't know i haven't really reacted to it like that you get me probably because i didn't know her but it's still you know it's mad still it's little, little things like this year has been tits up fully tits up but yeah like another thing about me i'm always aware of my surroundings like this is where like the paranoia comes through a bit more as well I feel like I'm always like always looking around, always making sure I'm aware of the situations I'm in. I like making sure I know like exits and stuff of situ of like wherever I am. Like, I just make sure I know how to get out and everything because uh, like I'm trying to be trapped. I know better to get out of situations and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And like I'm not a very talkative person unless I know you on a certain level or like I know you. Like, actually, my friend, family, or anything, I'm not really talkative, and like, I prefer to keep it like that, because I think I feel like I say a lot of stupid shit sometimes, and jumble up my words, because I, I try to 
I, I don't know. I try to get the best version of myself out each and every time I've talked to someone new. But sometimes I just stutter, so I I stutter and flop it, and so I'd rather just keep it to myself, like not talk to you or whatever. It's not ignorance or anything. Like it's just like I don't want to look. Like, I don't look like an idiot or sound like an idiot. You know what I'm saying? Another thing about me, like even though like the def, I think the definition of an alcoholic would be like someone that drinks every day. But I I feel like I drink a lot. Like I, I drink most weekends, which is bad. I shouldn't do that. Like it, it is bad still. That's one thing I need to like kick off a bit. Cause I feel like I've lost myself again. I kind of just like I'm in a not a good job at the moment. So right now I'm just kind of, I kind of think I'm just like living for the weekend and then get to the weekend. I'm like, yo, let me really release some stress and get drunk. Shouldn't be like that still. And obviously, like throughout the lockdown stages and everything, I wasn't really drinking that much because just there wasn't nothing to do really. I'm not gonna sit in my house and drink. But then when the lockdown rules got eased. Fucking! I turn back into like an alcoholic, which it's like it's like house parties and apartment parties and just drinking and drinking and drinking, getting in some horrible states and now and then. It's not good for me, man. It's not good for me. So I'm gonna have to try find myself again and like build myself up back to a stronger person that I need to be in that. So yeah. Another part of this podcast, like my goals and dreams. I want to be a trailer maker, you know. I probably said this before, but I want to be a trailer maker for like films, music videos, and TV shows and all that stuff, innit? Like when I was in college, I used to make videos for stuff that would never come out. Like I'd make my my own synopsis, like of of like programs or movies stuff that would never ever come out. They would never touch. Like I never told anyone about about like these things. I'd just like make videos about it and then just leave it like that. Like get a build up, or whatever. Get some videos to the internet and just build up and. Make my own trailers and shit. Used to, used to, I used to have fun doing that store. You get me? And even when I used to do my little college projects, I used to do the training, the, the trailers for that in it. And did me good store. Did me good. Like I, I, I did get some good grades in college through trailers and do little videos and that. I'm flopping because this stupid fucking dog won't stop barking. Like he's been barking for about ten minutes now. It's just pissing me off. Fucking hell. Yeah, man. Like trailers and that. And another one of my like big goals is to move abroad or move city at least. I just feel like there's not much here for me in Nottingham, apart from family and like friends. And obviously that's something big. But I feel like I need to branch out. And this this city is full of a lot of weird people. Like like there will be in somewhere else where I move to. There will be always weird people everywhere. But I feel like. There's more to life than Nottingham. Definitely is. There definitely is more to life than Nottingham. But yeah, man. Another goal of mine that like it's a bit mad still, but like I would love to make my mum proud. Like, I, like that's this is what everyone does. But obviously, I want to make my mum proud before she passes. I didn't get a chance to do with my grandma, so I would love to show my mum my full potential before it's too late. You get me? I don't want to her to have this image of right now how I am and like leave it at that I want to progress and to be the best person I can be in it so yeah this next part of it I'm going to talk about relationships boy listen <laughs> yo I'm like I'd say breakups yeah first I want to talk about it's like 
breakups it's mad how it can like how it can make you sad and like it can like it can put a whole downer on your whole mood through the whole like some people just like can just jump back on it and just like be like yeah yeah i'm gonna, gonna go out and beat better things or i'm gonna go move mad and go through a host stage or some, something like that but boy you see me yeah, i can't even do that shit i just feel it makes me feel down it makes me feel low it just just doesn't make me feel good man i'm telling you like and like it demotivates me demotivates me from doing anything like throughout the week or months even like it just it's a proper downer on me still i hate that shit like but with breakups there's only like so much you can work on with people and then it's like it's like you get me it happens stuff happens and that sad still but boy what can i say like it happens to the worst of us all the time and that but yeah man um stuff you shouldn't do stuff you shouldn't do out of respect for your partner there was a lot of stuff that man could say about this one like for me there's a lot of stuff you shouldn't do out of respect like nobody's perfect but one thing like like <laughs> one thing that that annoys me about like 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 you know what i'm saying like one thing that really annoys me is like like how can you make someone feel like they're not good enough for for that for that person like someone's trying to better themselves and it's still not good like you know you, nothing's being noticed you get me like you, you're trying to build yourself into a better person and show someone that you're loving them but it's not it's not going through it's it's a mad little cycle still and then when people doesn't like like you know when like people will make you feel like they'd rather be somewhere else than be talking to you or like just being in your company and that them little things there like out of respect you, you should either leave the person or like just try and make the person feel wanted i guess <laughs> you know what i'm saying so it shouldn't be a trying thing if, you, if you're in a relationship with someone you should should do that like like that should be one of the most important things make that person feel wanted like just you get me that's how it is isn't it but yeah this dog's still putting me off yeah so if i flop <laughs> i flop in it but i'm still gonna keep it going but another subject in the relationship thing cheating awful thing uh, it's, that's, it's a horrible thing to do awful thing to do that, that's another thing where you can make people feel like they're not not good enough and everything and like nobody's perfect i'm not perfect i've never personally like stuck my my dick in a chick or or like do anything like that but when i've the, the most i've done is got wines which is still cheating and wines is still bad you get me but that's that's not me anymore you get me i've learned and built myself up to be a person that's fully against cheating and all that stuff so you get me but yeah them this like i think i'd rather just stop wasting the person's time because right, there's no point in cheating cheating is like is <laughs> just something like you, you blood people you could really like near enough kill someone with them type of something but you never know because that that stuff can put people down and they put them into deep depressions and stuff so boy cheating nope no no relationship communication 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 is everything for me 
everything, everything. If I'm being honest, like I think it can make it make or break relationships, like really. Stuff like yeah, communication, you get me? Like let's say for example, you don't like you and your partner have have like lives, ongoing lives, you get me? But obviously, if if you don't see each other enough, like it's it's good to have communication through texts or whatever. You get me? That's the little communication I think that you need, like through texts and like obviously the standard, like like phone calls or FaceTimes and all that stuff. You get me? But like stuff that bugs me in relationships is stuff like how can you like be on social media and like leaving you your partner aid them sort of things there like boy them they're my little little pet peeves of, of people that I've, I've that's like i think that's that's happened to me multiple times with like throughout people that dating and stuff that like obviously that's just probably like people get losing interest in me and that but is what it is isn't it but I don't know if that's me being stupid, but I don't think it's me being stupid. Like, like I, I don't, I don't like being aired. You get me? When it's it's blatant, I think it's blatant like ignorance and and rude, isn't it? But what can you say? Like, the only reason I'm on my phone so much, it would be, it would be on my phone so much, is because I'm looking forward to that text from that special person that my chat and doing that. But when you don't get it and you just you go on social media and you see they're like, doing something on social media and that, you feel violated. Yeah, is what it is, isn't it? But yeah, man, guess like that. I'm telling you, and like not being there for your partner in like dark, deep times, and like I don't know, it's like you should. It should be like a little. Once you've been with someone for so long, or like you get to know someone, you should know their little when they're going through something, or like when stuff kicks off, you should always be there for them and stuff. But yeah, little communication skill, little communication skills, like, you get me, you just, just got to find, yeah man, just got to fight and that, but, what can I say, I'm not a, I'm not a perfect guy, I've got my own faults, for me, I let stuff get to me, like, little things get to me, I let it build up, and then, like, it gets me angry and shit, and then, like, I don't normally get angry, but when I do, I like I, I kind of let loose and like use my mouth too much, and then I chill out within seconds because that's how I am in it. I die. Like yeah, I know I had to stop. Like I just be like yo, stop, because you don't wanna come across like like that. You get me? So you just gotta chill out. Because when I get angry, I stutter and I and I like really jumble over my words a lot and I don't. So I start not not making sense. So over the years, you do, I've learned to just calm myself down, chill, and just like listen a lot more. But what can I say? Like, yeah, man. Like, you know, another thing for me, I think is, I think I need to be more affectionate. Obviously, like, I struggle with that. No, I like I struggle to show affection because I never really feel like people are that interested in me 
so I don't want to be too overpowering. So I don't. But when they show affection to me, like I kind of show it back in little little bits. You get me? Like little little bits here and there. But I feel like I just need to like put trust in people a bit more, and like just be more affectionate. You know what I'm saying? Like obviously, if I think everyone's affectionate during sex, and when you're making love, you with your partner and that. But it's not just about sex. You get me? When you just like you get me? Like little things like holding hands, hugging, like cuddling, or whatever. Stuff I need to I need to learn in it. I need to work on you get me. That's that's just, like I think I need to work on that. I, I need to learn to let my guard down a bit, and like, just really show someone, like <laughs> you get me that I can be affectionate. But yeah, man. And you know what? You know what gets me? Gets you know what gets me sometimes? Gets me sometimes like. You know what? It's, it's, it's funny. Obviously, it happens with males and everything too. But like, I'm saying that like, why do why do girls love like you'll you'll start dating someone and then they'll they'll see you dating someone. They'll be like and then they'll message you ask ask like in surprised. Like most of the time, like people do, don't want you until you're not available. It's crazy stuff. Like people only think ah. Oh, Wait, I, I I really do like him, but he's he's with her now. Whatever, it's like, ugh, <laughs> like too late in it. Really, like, like why do you not show that before? It, that that's another pet peeve about like people like like you know the whole relationship thing. People love to like when you was interested in them, they were interested in you. But as soon as you get someone with someone they interest that that you're interested in, they're like, oh wait, I'm interested in the fact. In fact, let me let me. Message him and talk about how pissed I am that that he's in a relationship happy now. All that stuff, it's mad stuff. All right, this is the this is the part that I think people's been waiting for. Still, how I nearly died twice in two months. Boy, all right, basically, yeah. I nearly died twice in two months. I I got kidney failure. When I was twelve, I know in other episode I said I was ten, but I got it wrong. I confirmed it. My mum yesterday that I was twelve when this happened, and like I got kidney failure, like from a restaurant in Tani. Used to be called Big Walk, a Chinese restaurant. I went there one time, tried sushi, and like I felt nothing of it. Like I thought it was just nasty food in it. <laughs> you get me? Like because sushi's not for everyone, basically. But I've tried it. I'm like. I don't like it, whatever. I went home, because I went in a meal with my dad's girlfriend. Pardon me. And um, as as we got home, I'm kind of like bed-bound a bit. I'm just chilling. I, I don't feel very good. I'm feeling like woozy and everything. And then I start being sick. Like, and it's, it's, uh, this is like three days before I went to fly Jamaica. And I'm, I'm being non-stop sick, whatever. But obviously, like... I've took, I can't remember what mum gave me, but something to calm my stomach down, and I was alright for a bit, you get me? But then, like, it's, it's like a days have passed, and then a day before my holiday, I'm, I'm still, I'm being sick again. Like, something's not right. And then, obviously, we're at the, the airport and everything, we found out our flight got delayed, and I know we're stuck in Manchester for for another day. Obviously, I'm I'm trying my best to eat some food, get some fluids down me and everything, but I'm I'm still kind of being sick and that, so it's, so it's a bit weird. I, I don't know what's up with me. I I thought it was just like a little food poisoning or something like that, and that's what that's what everyone was saying. It food poisoning. So obviously you got the flight got delayed for a day, but then the next day 
we we flew out. Um, we we was, we was meant to fly to Jamaica. Obviously, we're in the air. Like five or six hours into the flight, obviously, I, I'm I'm being sick. Like every ten minutes, non-stop, non-stop, being sick, being sick, being sick. And something's not right. Something's not right. You get me? It's it's just not right. And um, the the air stewardess is is checking on me, saying, "Oh, is is he all right? Wherever." And then obviously we've had complications on on the plane. Like while the stewardess is the stewardess is asking me, like, "What's up?" And everything. And we found out we got a landing in Canada because this is some fault in the one of the the, the plane wings. And I'm thinking, "Oh no, I'm stuck. When, when I'm stuck in Canada now. We're only an hour away from Jamaica, but." The next flight out to Jamaica was was tom- was tomorrow. We, we got so we got delayed twice before we ended up in Jamaica. I'm still being sick. Yeah, man. Like I'm, I've, I'm my 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 conditions did just going really bad. Got to the, got to the point where like I'm in Canada. I, I want to have a look around, but I can't. I've got no energy to. I'm I'm that sick. I've always got to be around the sick bucket and everything. And like, I've had to stay in the hotel room while my mum, auntie, sister gone and my grandma went to go get some food and that even though I wanted to go out and everything I couldn't I physically couldn't because I was in that much pain that I was being sick and everything it's like it's horrible feeling I was sat in my bedroom watching Family Guy dance <laughs> that's what I'm saying I was, I was like I was one good part I'm going to watch a bit of American TV or, or Canadian TV whichever you want to call it you get me but I was there like this, but couldn't really live the life I was there looking at looking outside the hotel it was some five star mad hotel you know I'm there looking outside the I'm looking like from my bed I'm looking outside the window and I'm seeing bare lights and everything I'm thinking yo I want to be out there man, but I can't I'm, I'm ill I'm ill obviously like the next days came and we flew to Jamaica but I am at this point I'm really bad like like worrying bad I've, I've landed in Jamaica and I'm like we flew to the like obviously we're at, we stayed in a house out there this time we've been on holiday to Jamaica loads of times but this time we decided to because my family was trying to, trying to transition transition to move out there so we had a house out there we were renting a house and we were kind of starting up a business and everything so you get me so we just get me I was going to stay it was only a holiday anyway it was only meant to be two weeks but the first day I landed there I was at the house for about two hours before I got for the my woman that took me to hospital and got to the hospital now, and they were saying there's nothing wrong like he's probably got a bad stomach bug and and then obviously we've came back to the house now but I'm getting worse like clearly getting worse like like skin's like not looking good and my face is not looking good I'm being, I'm being sick non-stop I've, I'm not eating or anything like that so they took me to our next hospital and they've in, they've took me in straight away and said to me there's really, there really is something wrong so they've done a couple of injections on me and just testing me and that so they took me in and I'm in the hospital like and they've had to leave me there obviously because you're not allowed to stay at the hospitals, yo, these hospitals like like I'm on a like <laughs> you get me. It's, it's like I'm on a, a flipping prison wing or something. I'm I'm I'm, th- I'm thinking, yo, what the hell is this? Like I'm I'm stuck in my own. Like and I, honestly, like at this point, like I'm really bad. Like I've had to have like they they gave me a sit bucket and it's it's near my bedside and that. I'm just conditions deteriorating. Like I'm just feeling bad or whatever. And obviously, in the morning I wake up and I'm just like, where am I? I'm sweating obviously because I'm in Jamaica I'm in some and it's like obviously some kids next to me and I'm just I'm chatting to him like I just remember chatting to him the little kid my little friend and that and, and I just remember like me trying to like communicate with him properly but I'm just too ill to communicate with him and like I think the one of the nurses there 
that they underestimated how bad I was because they were like they're telling me to to like I need to eat well trying to force me to eat but I, I couldn't do it and they were trying to force me to eat and it just wasn't happening I couldn't drink or anything like that and I was like, I wasn't comfortable because I'm, I'm here on my own like I'm, I'm the only British kid in this whole hospital I'm in a Jamaican hospital like I feel like I'm in prison on my own with just like obviously sick Jamaican kids and I felt like yo I felt like I was in prison like proper and um Obviously, like, <clears throat> my mum and aunties came and everything, because they didn't know what was happening. No one knew what was happening. They they just see my face, my, and my face started swelling up, which is, like, early signs of something could be wrong with my kidneys and stuff. And they were like, and then obviously I got some more tests done. And, like, as the day went by, like, I, f I think this is where they rushed me to another hospital, because they, they need to do more serious tests. But like at this point, I'm getting washed. I, I imagine I was getting washed in my own bed. I couldn't move, couldn't physically move. Like I'm, I was, I, I was stuck in my bed, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting washed down by some some random Jamaican lady. Like you know how creepy it was having some next person wash your balls in your armpits. And I thought it felt so weird, man. But yeah, now I'm in a like a in a hospital in somewhere else in Jamaica, and like I'm like I keep saying I'm getting worse because I am. Because no one knows what I've got, like, and it's it's just later on get discovered that it's kidney failure. But like, I'm at this hospital now. I'm not eating. I haven't drank for days or anything like that. Anything I I try just gets just comes out straight away. One day I've tried to like stand up on my bed. This is the first time I tried to stand up my bed. I fall down, and then the doctor literally said to me like, "You've got you know blood running through your legs. There's something really wrong with you. Like, and you need to get you need to know what's happening right now." Cause like, and I'm I'm being sick of blood, like that when I'm being sick, blood's coming out, and it's it's getting very worrying. So, and then at this point, I'm getting about six injections a day, and like, yo, I don't remember like the pain, like it's, it's had non-stop injections, like they're taking my blood, taking my blood. So there was obviously something really wrong, and then they moved me to a next hospital, and like I thought I was only at this hospital for about like, like a day, but. This is where they, this is one of the best. Not the, this is not the best hospital, but this is like a top one. So they they've realized, like yo, this his condition's getting really bad, and they've they diagnosed me with kidney failure officially, renal failure, and they've basically said to my mom, my auntie, and that, and my grandma that something needs to happen now. He needs to have a blood transfusion, ASAP. And they don't think there's no time to test the blood or anything. They need to put it into me straight away because because I'm dying, basically. Obviously, I didn't hear this, but I've seen like the, I've, the doctor pulled my family to the side and, and talked to them. I talked to my mum and auntie. Cause I was talking to my grandma. Me and my grandma was just like they're talking to each other and that. But they pulled my mum and auntie to the side and said, "Yo, you're dying. This needs to be done quickly and like safely and that." So they came back over crying and, sh and stuff, and I, I don't know what's happening. And they've, they've kind of had to walk off to that because they don't want to let me know what's happening and that. And I just remember this this is a sad moment for me, still. Like, I just like, I can just remember me saying to my grandma, like, oh, I, I don't want to die. And, and then she she walked off crying. And then they like, I broke down, you get me? I started crying. And like, that's where I was, I was I, I, obviously I'm, I'm young so I'm not really deep in it too much but I am deep in it at the same time that I could die 
and that it's, it's mad because it's, this is it's all happened like within like two three weeks and it's only meant to be a holiday and it's ended up as like a holiday from hell like i am i'm i'm like i'm, I'm abroad stuck in hospital like and where what happened there i was i was about to get rushed to the next hospital i imagine my friend was on holiday he came over to come see me because he knew i was ill like he, he didn't didn't fly over he was on the holiday as well but he came to see me and like he started crying as well his mom started crying his sister started crying because they seen how i was and you get me he gave me a hug and he's like yo hope you're good in that like obviously <laughs> we're young boys you get me but it's like it's still you know you, you want to go off the big man act but my man is crying and that because boy i'm in a bad state and then i got rushed to another hospital and this is where the blood transfusion happened where basically like i had a i was on a drip with what i don't know if they don't want to call it but like i was i had, I had the hole in my arm and i had the, the drip with blood inside of it going inside of me and like i, I couldn't remember like, i I could see the hole in my arm and i could see the blood the blood was kind of going into me very quickly and they, they didn't tell me that the blood wasn't tested like this is just some person that donated blood like it wasn't tested blood it was just, like fresh blood like just it wasn't tested for any like like any stds or anything or anything like that you get me it just got put straight straight into me because i was going to die so by chance i got a good blood that matched me and everything that was that was good otherwise i, I wouldn't be talking i wouldn't telling the story right now you get me i'd be dead so whoever g- gave that blood i gotta thank them in it because that was on the that was one that was one thing that kind of saved me and obviously after a week of having this blood dripped into me or whatever I started to feel a bit better. My dad eventually flew out, and this is when I've been in hospital for a month now. I've been in Jamaican hospitals for a month, only seeing my mum and and family an hour a day. You know, if that killed me, like for for an hour, I'm only allowed to see my family. Having to just like be on my own in in rooms on my own for hours and end, nothing to do, no energy to move. That stuff, like it, it does play in my mind a lot still. Cause I I got a photograph memory, so I remember every single detail. I remember one day, man was they put me into one room in it where like I had to have certain injections done and wherever or whatever. I was in there for two days in it. Yo, I felt like I was in some solitary confinement. Like like the woman bought me some rice pizza chicken, which was nice. She, she gave me a muffin. I I took a bite of the muffin. Like I, I literally like I put it down. I put it on the side, like my little bedside thing, wherever. And I, I turned around and yo, there's a cockroach in my fucking thing. And I, what can I do? <laughs> what can I do? The cockroach eating my muffin. And like the the thing's really close to me. Like the the, the little bedside desk thing is close to me because obviously I can't move properly. Whatever. But so I, I'm kind of like, what do I do? I can't, I can't, I can't shout. I haven't got my my vocal cords ain't working that much. I've got that much energy to shout, and there's no button to call for a nurse like next to me or whatever that's how bad it is over in and then that's how bad it was in the entire hospitals back then i was in like i felt like i was in third world country hospitals you get me everything was just like not right over there but you know what i'm saying but yeah i, I lost track of the story there but yeah mom i was in this hospital yeah and like my dad's flew over the first day my dad came to visit visit me the doctor said to me like you can get released i was like what uh, it's like a miracle 
like I'm, I'm feeling fresh home like yeah I'm, I can go like and obviously I've tried to <laughs> I've tried to do the big thing like I've, I've tried to like cause obviously I've, I've been healing up in it my, my dad flew out like a week after I I got the blue transfusion so I was, I was on the mend in it and like obviously like a lot of money has been spent already like on because obviously over there you gotta pay for um for fees and everything but they, for some reason they gave us a big discount because because of my age so i didn't have to pay that much you get me which is good otherwise i think i have to pay about 30 grand in hospital fees which would be crazy i would have put a family in a lot of debt my family is already in like a quite a bad mess because obviously i had to get an extended emergency visa because of how my condition was and everything and this is like you get me a lot of stuff happened like but yeah the day my dad came out listen he came to visit me I was allowed out for some, like I was, allowed, I was like I, I was I was I was generally feeling better but I didn't think I'd be allowed out for another week or two but let me out and I was like and this is the first time uh, it's, it's been a month now since I walked I got out of my bed without a wheelchair because I, I was I've been in a wheelchair for to, to move around for the past months or whatever but obviously like my dad's pushed the wheelchair next to me just in case I needed it but I'm walking really slow like I feel like I've just learned how to walk again because my legs are shaking like it's, it's like I've done some mad leg day or something like that it's crazy like man at our hostel now went straight to Burger King got a burger <laughs> I just remember my dad rented out the range for the rented out a range for the day and just like just kind of showed me around showed me around Jamaica a bit more you get me like I, I hadn't seen nothing but four walls for two months and and because I, I, I'm not allowed to leave the ground once I, they won't leave me leave, let, let me leave the ground when I'm in a hostel and that so I was kind of like it's like fresh air you get me couldn't, couldn't do much really because I was still on the mend but you get me and like and it's, yo, they, they put me on water tablets because actually I had a lot of fluid on my on my lungs and everything and uh, like throughout my whole body I had fluid so I was on water tablets so I couldn't really be far from a, a toilet if you, know what, if you know what water tablets do they make you pee to get all the fluid out of your, out of your stuff and everything so I was in pain a lot but I was on the mend you get me I was on the mend, and you know, I'm telling you, I was happy to be out. I was happy to be out. Obviously, my dad. Flew, obviously, we were planning to fly back over in like maybe a week or two, or something like that. Pardon me again, and like my dad decided to fly back over because after he made sure I was fully okay and everything. You get me? Obviously, we went back to stay at our stay at the house for a bit longer, like that we was out and that because obviously my mum and that was making a bit inside there. You get me? And since they was only able to see me an hour out of the day, like they had to, they dealt with the business on the side of helping me a lot and everything, being on calls to me every day and everything. They sorting the business out on the side, in it, so decided to stay out for another month. And then I had no issue with that. You get me? But yeah, a dark time came through. A dark time came through. Like um, my like one night. Obviously, these lot, my mo- my mom and auntie and, and grandma made a business out there to do Reiki healing massages and it's like general like natural healing ways and everything. And like we got some people to build in the shop in it, and this one main guy that built in the shop he was like greedy for more money even though he he agreed at a fee and he was all right with it, but he decided he wasn't fine with it. And he wanted more. We weren't. We weren't gonna give him more because we already gave him all that, all that we had. You get me? And he he agreed to it, but he got greedy, and then he fell out of us. But 
one night as my mom and auntie and my sister like because it's just me and my grandma in the house basically and my mom my sister my little sister was only like three four at this, this point but like they went to the shop my mom my auntie and my sister and my uncle that was out there as well went to the, went to the shop that they obviously they're building up wherever and there was they, they said they were going to be gone for a couple hours because they saw that stuff and all that stuff wherever because they're going to open soon <coughs> and um Basically, like, I was sat down on, on the city laptop and, like, just chilling because I'm still recovering. Like, I'm still like I'm still in recovery of kidney failure, innit? Not a lot. So I'm not 100% yet, but... Heard a knock at the door. I've answered the door. Some, so some like, middle... Uh, not middle-aged, probably in a late 30s, probably, something like that. She, um, lady has asked for help, saying that she's locked out of her house and she needs help. Uh, if she can ring her boyfriend to l- come and let her in or come back to let her in and stuff so obviously I've shot my grandma and then my grandma's let her in and then let her use the phone and that like um, she she's rang and then all you, all you can hear is the door open because obviously we've let her in to wait for her boyfriend because it's cold we say well, yeah you can wait. if you're only there like you're, you're our neighbour in it so you can you can wait with you can wait for your boyfriend here in it. We've heard the door open. Now me and my grandma sat down with the woman like kinda of chatting to her wherever. Grandma's got a normal cup of tea and that and it's like it's like chilling wherever. I'm on my laptop in my own my own little zone wherever. Doors opened. Two guys have walked in. One with a bucket hat and one with dreads with glasses on. All I've seen is these two have pulled out guns. And straight away just pointed at us, and like I've made no noise. Like I've, I, I, well, I've made. I've, I was went, no, no, what's happening? And my grandma was like, my nana was like, don't do this. And they told us we should fuck up. And then I've kind of like, I'm kind of shaking, and like, kind of did a little, a little like, no, please, please don't do this. Whatever. The guys put the put the gun to my head. I said shut the fuck up and then try to basically I was like I was lying in a little sheet because it's hot in Jamaica so you can't really sleep in blankets or whatever or lie down in blankets so I was I was sleeping I was I was lying down with a sheet on me on my laptop on my lap he took the laptop off me and tried to wrap me in the sheet but obviously I'm kicking out of it like no you're not I'm not it's not I'm trying my best to kick out of it because obviously I'm I'm ill but I'm trying to kick out of it trying to kick out of it and then my grandma said stop stop he's he's he's, he's sick or whatever he's sick you can't do that. And like this is this is one of the guys, but the guy with the dreads was near my grandma and they had the gun pointed to my grandma. He's told my grandma to shut up and took her glasses off her my grandma can't see without glasses. He's took the glasses off her head and like he's teasing her with the glasses and then they both said something, I can't remember what they said to each other, but they thought and then said, Go in there, like go into the dancers' toilet which is the smallest, most hottest place you can ever think of. It's a, it's a box. It's a small box, sweat box, which isn't fit for two people. It's like a, like a little cupboard, it's like the size of that. And he's told us to go in there, in the dark. He's, he's told me to sit on the toilet seat, 
and told my grandma to stand up, whatever. Old lady telling to stand up, that's, just, that's disgusting and that. But we've we've done as we're told. You get me? I'm, I'm in the bathroom in the c- complete dark, no air, no windows or anything like that. We're in we're in a we're stuck in this confined this confined. We're, we're stuck in this little room in it, and like I we didn't. I was whispering to my grandma like what, what like like shook like crying I, d- I didn't know what was gonna happen we were both crying because we, we was hugging each other crying I, d- I didn't know what to do i didn't know what to do you get me i don't I'm, I'm i'm just in just like every every thought's going through my mind like i think i'm gonna die tonight whatever but then like we're in there for half an hour and then the guys came in he's like all right listen I, nothing bad's gonna happen to you if he, as long as you don't make a noise it's all, all, be, all be over soon but if you make any noise, we'll shoot everyone, including like the little sister or whatever, or everything. So we've just like kept it calm, kept it on a calm level. You get me? But then he's closed the door again. He's he's left. Half an hour, hours gone by. We're just in. The, we're sweating in this toilet, and obviously I'm on water tablets. I can't move. Piss myself. Not gonna lie. Piss myself. Couple times I had to. Because what can I do? I can't move. I don't want to end up dead. Don't want to risk my, me and my grandma's life. So I've pissed myself so many times that I can't think of. And you know how disgusting I felt. Like, I, I'm already like ill. But I've had to do all this stuff. You get me? And I f- I'm feeling disgusting. And. You see. It's just, it's just getting worse and worse. We're, basically, we're hearing footsteps from upstairs. Hearing them eat our food. And like. Literally, yeah, literally, they've sat down and ate our food that we've cooked that day, eating our chocolate, chocolate wrappers and everything. They've just eaten and eaten and whatever. And then he's he's come check on us again. He said it's soon over again after we've been in there for two hours, and he's and then he's, he's kind of loaded up the gun. And then I said I've said like my grandma was like nearly passing out because she can't stand up anymore. Believe it or not, I kind of said to him like. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to, I, I don't, don't want to offend you, but can, can you get my grandma a chair? She needs to sit down. She's, she's, she's not very well. Whatever. This is me, like, kind of risking it. But, but I need. I was thinking about my grandma here, so obviously, got her a chair. And yeah, man, it was. It, it, it didn't make that much better, but she, she kind of gave me a big hug just to say thank you. I guess. Fast forward a bit, a bit more. It's. This is the last time he's ended up coming in here, and he's like, "Listen, two minutes. If you make any noise, we're gonna kill you, kill everyone in here." So we must have kept quiet, and we've heard the door open. We've heard a click, and then I've heard, and then I heard running, and then I heard my mum running up and down the stairs, shouting like, "Where are you, Varna? Where are you? Where are your mum? Because I was down with my, my grandma and that." And obviously she's she's opened the door downstairs and clocked with there and I've kinda of passed out and like just fell on the floor. And yeah man. It really dark time. Like I was um it's nearly set me off into a like a, a like a deep uh, that nearly set me off into like a my illness again, but because obviously the stress is not good for me. It's really not good for me at that point. Because I'm still recovering and stuff. But. Like. 
me and my grandma really did get through that and survived it and after we checked the whole house after they robbed my grandma's jewelry that she, she'd been saving all for saving for all the years she's collected over the years so amethyst stones all the gold jewelry bracelets everything stole all my mom's jewelry stole all my auntie's jewelry and pictures this year they stole i used to love like dip sets and like snapbacks and everything they stole all my hats some of my shorts as well what, what are you gonna do with a 12 year old 12 year old boy's stuff stole all my stuff and like that's how you know they were a piece of shit these and these three people the woman that set it up the two men I, I don't know where they are i don't know where they are in the world or whatever but they deserve death they deserve death you get me for what they did to my family they put us on some some next whatever and this is only this is three days four days before christmas imagine that they've robbed everything took all money everything they've broken the family before christmas and i was scarred i didn't sleep for days waking up in the night crying all the time and yeah this is a very dark time in life again i thought i, I thought the pain was over but the pain never ended but you get me and you see you see when i talk about my grandma so highly and like how much i actually uh, like how much i miss her it's because we went through this together and this is the only person i could talk to this stuff about you get me because i get flashbacks all the time and stuff and i don't really have people to talk to about you get me more time i get through this stuff about myself which i prefer that really cause i don't like opening up to people about this and stuff like i prefer to get through it by myself because it's hard to talk about these sort of things because the person that I went through, I, I went through it with, and like the person that <coughs> that there was, that we went through the joint pain and, and really knows how I feel, has gone in it. Like my grandma, like for years, she couldn't sleep without the, her hallway light being on because of this, because of the darkness that we was in for hours. Same with me, until I got to about seventeen, like sixteen, seventeen, I had to keep the light on those times a little lamp on in my bedroom and stuff just to keep me feeling safe and to feel like no one's gonna open the door and, and like have a gun in the hand and stuff you get me I, I, I went through nightmares for years 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 you get me this is why like my grandma she, she was like my queen you get me me and her were best friends we talked to everything we talked to each other about everything and like it was just like that moment there changed my life forever you get me we was only in jamaica for like maybe a week after two weeks after that them two weeks were like hell for me though because i never wanted to be in this country again i never wanted to, i never wanted to come back i never wanted to like be in that country i, I thought jamaica was an evil place but obviously everywhere's evil people but i didn't want to be in jamaica anymore and yeah man it, it we flew back on, on new year's day to England and like it was like a big relief I was I, I still had to have water tablets and everything I still had to have injections when I got back to England because I was still I, I I wasn't ill anymore but I was still on the eye like the, like on the the hospitals had to keep an eye on me just in case anything happened to me and yeah man obviously there's a lot like when I got came back I was, I'm, I'm, I've been out of school for like three four months at this point and I came back and like it's, it's it's weird being back in England. Like I felt like I 
I thought I, I don't know. I just felt weird. But yeah, it was. That's my crazy time of having to die twice, man. <laughs> See, I've already recorded this like forty-one minutes, but this one was definitely better than my other one. I've got to say, this one was a lot better. I hope you lot kept on it, kept like listened, listening for this long. Car, this is me opening up to everyone and like. Yeah man, episode 5, you get me? It's hard to talk about, I'm not going to lie. You probably heard a little croakiness in my voice, you get me? Because that's how it goes sometimes, you get me? But, got through it 48 minutes later. And I'm quite proud of myself to be able to talk about these sort of things without kind of like getting super sad about it. I feel like I can talk about it now without like getting really sad and stuff, so... It's good on me and it <laughs> good on me. But yeah. I hope you like I hope you like enjoyed this one. This one means a lot to me in it. And if you lot could like share this is the only time I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I ask you lot to like, share and just get the word around for it because this one, this episode means a lot to me. The other episodes mean a lot to me, but this one, this one, this is episode this is like this episode like means a lot to me. You get me because I'm, I'm opening up. But yeah. <laughs> Paracast, BB out.